Today's episode of Wine Time Fridays is brought to you in part by our friends at Elsom Cellars and the Culinary Stone. Good times and great wines are meant to be shared. Since 2006, Elsom Cellars has been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards. Visit elsomcellars.com for more information or simply call 425-298-3082. Wine is science, art, geography, and history all contained within a bottle. Make the Culinary Stone your go-to for wine shopping and we'll show you why it transports and transcends. Visit culinarystone.com for more information. Or wine snob, that's what it is, wine snob. (laughs) How to be a wine snob. Right. I don't like the word or the term wine snob. I don't want to but be. But you're becoming one. Uh, slightly. Okay, slightly. It's been a long week, right? Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and of course, delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Hello again and welcome to another episode of Wine Time Fridays with Shelly and Phil. Episode 110. That's a lot. I know. It's Friday, May 27th. Happy Friday, Shelly. It's wine time. Happy Friday. Do you ever get tired ringing that bell? We don't do it that often. No, but doesn't well, in it, the summer we ring the real bell. The real bell, the real wine bell. Yeah, the real the, one. The wine bell. <laughs> the real wine so, oh, bell. So Duffy Daffy Duck. Okay, there you go. I'm not even gonna say Duffy. Gosh, I can't say Daffy Duck. <laughs> I was trying to say Duffy Dak. Uh, okay, so we have fun, fun wines to try tonight. Mm-hmm. Um. It doesn't seem like summertime is around no. the corner here in North Idaho. It sort of seems like March. <laughs> we had, you know, mid to upper 60s on Sunday, a day after it poured on the Brewery Olympics. Yeah. Uh, that was and a lot of fun. It poured most of the week. Yeah. So we are bound and determined to welcome summer when it arrives with <laughs> big fanfare. And by that, I mean really fun white wines that you can have in the summer and enjoy them. So we may have accidentally opened (laughs) one of these last night. Um, Can I borrow your glass, please? Unfortunately, we do not have um, a corkscrew out tonight. And there's a reason for that. (laughs) We have three screw caps. Shelly, this is a non-vintage, broad-bent Vino Verde from Portugal. Yep. Now, this is a... Still a little fizzy. Yes. They, so, do, they do something to this to make it fizzy, too. Yeah, they inject it. Yeah. Carbon dioxide. Yeah. Just at bottling. Not a lot, though, because these are really tiny bubbles. Yeah, this is not like a sparkler by any stretch. What do we call this? Effervescent. Effervescent, yes. So Vino Verdes are traditionally non-vintage. Yeah. Because they are 
drunk so fast? Drank so fast? Both. And I don't even think I knew that because I <laughs> I searched this bottle high and low to try to find a, a vintage on it. Couldn't find it. I'm like, I don't know. And then doing the research, you realize most are non-vintage. Mm-hmm. To health, wealth. Uh, see, th- we shouldn't have done this because we toasted this last night. To health, wealth, and abundance, gratitude, romance. And peace on earth. And peace on earth. We really need that right now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a week again. Anyway, we're really (laughs) not going to dwell on negatives, but it's been a week. And it's been two weeks. It sucks. This wine, however, does not. It's nice. It's 9% alcohol, so it's really refreshing. This is is really good. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of floral notes. Yes, and it's really acidic. And, yeah. uh, Not really acidic. Well, it's, it's, it's nice super dry. Acidic. It's super dry. Uh, and it does have those that little effervescence to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we opened this 24 hours ago. And put the screw cap back on. This yes. is um, the Luero grape, L-O-U. Mm-hmm. R-E-I-R-O grape, and it's from Portugal. Yeah, it's really interesting, that grape. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce it either, but it's a white wine grape cultivated in the northwest of the Iberian Peninsula. Mm. And so uh, it, it, that peninsula kind of includes, I'm not even going to tell you, because I um, parts of Spain and parts of Portugal, so... Uh, when we get into ge- ge- geography, I can't even <laughs> say it. I make I stumble all over, <laughs> as you just noticed. <laughs> so this wine pairs well with pretty much all the summer things you would think of: seafood, barbecue, chicken, pastas, um, some other spicy foods. You know what? I'd say Asian foods. Uh, you know, light creamy cheeses, mm-hmm. crackers. Um, this is a super light skin uh, variety of grape, and uh, we—I had never heard of this grape before. Um, I got this at Terroir Fine Wine, and Trevor said that m- this grape—he pronounced it—I never had heard it before. He said mostly it's that, but they can add a few other uh, varietals. And it's called Vino Verde because you drink it young, so green. Green wine. By the way, there's just a very, very, very light green tint to it as well. True. Just, just, and it probably looks that way because of the name of the wine. I wonder what Todd would play with this wine. Good question. Something upbeat and staccato-ish. And chippy. Yeah, Chippy. Chippy. Uh, Todd Hornby, who wrote our theme music for Wine Time Fridays and performed it, actually did an entire episode last week, and we would highly encourage you to go listen to that because he created music on the fly with every wine, every wine we drank. (laughs) Sorry. My bad. (laughs) Every step you make. (laughs) Every step you make. Um, so anyway, this is, uh, Broadbent Vino Verde, $13 at Terroir Fine Wine. Um, I want to say real quick 
Now, we're going to be talking about three white wines, but there are lots of other unique wines. In fact, Shelley, these are wines that are other than Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Gris. They're kind of the go-tos. And of course, white wine, there are plenty of rosés out there as well. But we're talking Verdejo would be a good one. In fact, Mm -hmm. we're going to do a Verdejo episode in a week or two. Are we? Yeah, because it's, uh, well... I can actually tell you this. Verdejo Day coming up. (laughs) Yes. Verdejo Day coming up June June 10th. 10th. Yep. So we'll do that very, very soon. It could be as soon as next week. There is also Gruner Veltliner. We have not done. We're going to talk about Rousson, but there's also Marsan. Oh, that's right. There is Marsan. There is one of our favorites. Pickpool? No. The Island. Oh, you know, we're going to do a Madeline, Angevine, and Ziggory Bay. So those those are two different wines. Yes. Madeline, Angevine, which is the grape. And so is Ziggory Bay. Also the grape. And these are actually grapes that are grown in the... San Juan Islands. Puget Sound, AVA. That's right. And so we. thank you for reminding me. I didn't put those down on the notes. Um, Albarino, we've done... Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four episodes of. Wow. Uh, and we did do a Verdejo recently when we were down in Joshua Tree, episode 105, but we also had an Albarino. Albarino episode 13, 18, 64 was with Elsom, and 55 was with Clearwater Canyon. Look those up if you can. And because those are also. Very good white wines. We're only concentrating on three of them tonight. And as you said, Gruner Veltliner, we did episode 15 and 98 of that. Uh, And Broadbent makes a great Gruner Veltliner. That's true, yeah. Well, should we pour wine number two? After the break. After the break. Wine gathers its taste from everything it encounters. The earth, the air... Everything leaves a mark, and so do people. If we are sipping great wine with strangers, before long we find out just how much we all have in common. Quality grapes and great wines are meant to be shared, and so are good times with new friends. At Elsom Cellars, we have been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards since 2006. Owner Jody Elsom is a pioneer in the Seattle urban winery movement and has been producing brilliant Washington wines in the city while exploring the complexities found only in vineyards east of the Cascades. Not only do we have the wine and our popular Corks on the Loose Wine Club, we also have the venue, a quick five-minute drive south of downtown Seattle or a simple 10-minute walk from the Soto Link light rail station. And we think we throw a pretty good party, too. Check out our upcoming events by visiting elsomcellars.com. Follow us on social for the latest on everything happening at the winery or simply call 425-298-3082. Welcome back to Wine Time Fridays with Shelly and Phil. I've been instructed to not go as, as deep a pour as I did the first time. Okay, what did I just pour this time, Shelley? This is a Washington wine. This is a Sonder Rousson from Yakima Valley. So, um, 
a different nose. Definitely a different nose. Very not very summery nose. Kind of odd. I'm sorry. I just had to smell that vino verde it's, again. I hate to say this, but it smells like goldfish water. <laughs> um, I'm sure it will get better. I hope Sandra doesn't listen that, to this. Now I have slight peaches. <laughs> Peachy goldfish water. <laughs> I swear you're going to say so now. Okay, so now I've got a slight pea. <laughs> but you said chiz, so that's good. Cheers. Cheers. Cheersing. Hashtag cheersing. How much Roussan do we have in this house? How much Roussan? What do you mean? Right. Like, do we drink this a lot? No, we don't. Nope. We drink other wines that have a Roussan in them, a type right. of Roussan in them. Ooh, that's a good question, though. Do we know that is this 100%? I, don't, I didn't find any information about that. It's 12.8%. Yeah, we could not find information on the 2021. Uh, this one's 13.1%. Oh. That, that was, was the 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So barrel fermented four weeks with native yeast. Mm. And they're saying fresh pineapple, peach, and spices. I'm not getting that. I really don't like the nose on this one. You said you got a little peach in the nose. A little peach, but it's got to open up, I think. And on the taste, definitely the stone fruit. I think that's the kind of slightly bitterish taste and aroma that I'm getting. It could be. Um, I'm getting a little bite. Now, again, this is 2021. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, this is like really young. It's thicker on the palate than it is. the other one. Uh, than the Vino Verde, for sure. We purchased this at Terroir Fine Wine uh, for $28. And Trevor raved about this. You probably let it sit a while. Let's see what happens yeah, as it opens up. For sure. So again, you would be able to pair this one. With all the summer foods, um, roast chicken, pork, veal with cream sauces because it's a little bit sturdier, so a little bit sturdier foods. Mm. And it pairs well with mild cheddar, gouda, smoked gouda, Monterey Jack, triple cream brie, camembert without the rind, though. Yeah, we talked about this because it's going to be National Cheese Day on the 4th, and we're going to try to do some cheeses, maybe with a little uh, Verdejo and things like that, to kind of combine them. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned some cheeses. Uh, there's, You know, it's kind of a cliche. Some wine and, wine and cheese. cheese. Wine and cheese, <laughs> mate. <laughs> a little shout out to Jessica Yanez. Um, but... It is true. I mean, cheese and crackers, cheese, uh, cheese crackers and wine. It is they're really fun pairings when you mm-hmm. get the good the good pairings. I could probably live on cheese crackers, wine, and chocolate mousse. Not just chocolate, <laughs> chocolate mousse. Chocolate mousse. <laughs> That's. I I mean, can't you just say chocolate and then no, that includes chocolate mousse? Chocolate mousse. As well as other chocolate things? Yeah, chocolate mousse. Okay. <laughs> I, I would take chocolate lava cake over chocolate mousse. Wow. To each his own. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Some other white varietals we haven't talked about yet. Uh, Chenin Blanc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... Th- yes, we did. It's so we- weird. Every time I think of Chenin Blanc, I think of five ninety nine. <laughs> that must have been the price point of a Chenin Blanc I had a long time ago. Yep, usually in a jug. And no, this was not. Oh, it was, really? It was a Temecula oh. Chenin Blanc. I don't think they make that in Temecula anymore. We have not done wines from Temecula. We oh, have to do that. Yes, we will do that too. I'm, I have to remember these and write them down in notes because I forget everything. Shelly, have we done a episode and episode on Chenin Blanc? Yes. We yeah. mentioned. Cave, well, Cave B. Mm-hmm. Chenin Blanc, episode 25. Um, if you have a chance to go back and listen to that. Good summer wine. Um, obviously, Albarino. We've we've done a lot. I think I've already whipped yes. off those episodes. And our f- favorite new white wine, Picpoul de Panay. We've done that on episode 64, which was last July, and we did three unique wines to get you through the summer. Here we go again. Yes, and summer is coming. July really was summer last year. Certainly May is not this year. <laughs> uh, so, is this starting to open up at all? It is, yeah. It's getting better. Maybe it needs one more sponsorship spot to really open up. Maybe. Wine is meant to be social, enjoyed with friends and family when experiences truly matter. Add the perfect food pairing and the experience transports and transcends. The Culinary Stone is the meeting place for all of this. With their world-class wine selection, wine tastings, and food classes, all amongst your new friends in the center of a retail space that boasts a bevy of culinary tools, it is a place where relationships and memories are made. And now the Culinary Stone has their very own wine club. Each month, club members are treated to wines you will be proud to serve your guests. Or don't share and keep them all to yourself. Wine tastings are every Saturday and fill up fast. For more information on how you can experience wine like this or book your spot in one of our wine tastings or cooking classes, visit culinarystone.com or simply call 208-277-4116. Welcome back. Hey, while we were away, uh, Shelly mentioned what we're having for dinner. I, I need to... There we go. <laughs> um, tilapia. Tilapia, thank you. Spit it out. Come on. <laughs> You're just feeling way too comfortable these days behind a microphone. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so these wines will go fantastic with tilapia. Very, very, very good. Uh Okay, now this is an interesting nose. I love this. <laughs> you do? Yes. Oh, dear. Because I was going to say, I take dish soap. <laughs> no. Smell. Are you feeling Smell. okay? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Something's off. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I, so this nose I think is terrific. This is the least expensive wine on our list. $11 at a Fred Torontist. Meyer. A I- Torontist. 2021 Elsa Bianchi, mm. Torontos. Oh, man. Cheers. Cheers. Hashtag. Cheersing. And this one is also yellow-greenish. Maybe not as green as the Vino Verde, but definitely has a green tint. I, I, I love this. 
Yummy. I really like this a lot. This has got a very interesting taste to me. Here's the thing. There's so many different wines out there. Do we really want them all to taste the same? No. And this and this <laughs> one is really unique. This one is um, higher in acid, but it also has a creamier palate. Mm. It's very nice. I, I'm citrus again with a little bit of peach. What are we? We're going to pair basically the same type of things with this, right? One of the things they suggest with a Tarantus is, is Peruvian food, hmm. which I guess makes sense. Um, this is because it's from Argentina, so that area. So we have but a. I, I don't think we've had a lot of Peruvian oh food, goodness. but I think it would pair well. I'm so really liking this a lot. So we have something from uh, and pasta. Argentina, um, yes. Mendoza, San Rafael, and Mendoza. Portugal, and Yakima. Is that right? Yeah. Columbia Valley, sorry. Yakima. It's from Yakima. The, the fruit is from Columbia Valley yeah, on the Roussan. Oh. Uh, this is really good. Uh, so uh, by far, well, not by far, because that Vino Verde is really good. And the Sonder Roussan is still opening up. It is. So this has a residual sugar of 1.7, so that's pretty low. What's the sugar on this? 1.7. Higher oh, than- sorry. I, I'm looking for alcohol. Like oh. there's 1.7% alcohol. No, it's 13.2%. So it's the highest alcohol of the three. Mm-hmm. And I would have thought the highest alcohol would have been the Sonder, but um, it's only 0.1% less. On the, uh, oh, on the alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this... I'm really enjoying a lot. I revisited the Roussan. I don't even think you mentioned Sauvignon Blanc for a summer wine. I did by uh, when I said these are white wines other than Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and Pinot Gris. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are kind of the biggies. You didn't mention Viognier either. I did not, and I didn't mention Riesling. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, There's so many white wines. There are. Uh, there is one other one that I didn't mention. That's Semillon. Mm-hmm. We did a Semillon. Have we ever had 100% Semillon? I don't think You so. know. I've seen it mixed with the Marsan and the Roussan, I think. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, a that's something that gets blended quite often. But we did a Semillon, Semillon in episode 007. And if you go back and listen to that, just cut us a little slack. We're still early. Don't even listen. Don't even listen. (laughs) We also did one. Don't listen until we're up to like 50. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was better before that. Um, We had the Walla Walla Incubator, the Ida. 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 Ida Wines. Uh, That was in episode 80. We had a Semillon. And then uh, episode 58 uh, at Beverly's with Sam Lang. He had a Semillon. So... We have tasted through and featured many of these white wines, um, except for the Madeleine Angevine, which we love, and the Zigaribe, which we it's hard need to. to. Get, though. Not easy, not easy. Uh, so this one is fantastic. I would say this one's my favorite of the three. It's also the least expensive, which I find interesting. Um, you like very acidic wines, it seems. Um, I just this has got a very unique taste. Mm. 
So what is the wine word of the week and who is it brought to us by? That is a great question. The social web. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> the social web wine word of the week. Uh, thank you for the social web coming in just in the last minute to do that. Is cork dork, Shelly? That's cute. Yeah, cork dork. Did you ever hear this term before? No, I never have. So you gave me a book for Christmas full of little wine. It's it's a wine geek book or wine snob. That's what it is. Wine snob. <laughs> How I'd, to be a wine snob? Right. I don't like the word or the term wine snob. I don't want to but be. But you're becoming a, one. Uh, slightly. Okay, slightly. Did you not just a day or two ago say, no, I don't like this wine, and you said you're com- becoming one? <laughs> Maybe. So we've both educated ourselves to where the bar is raised a little bit. Does that make us snobs? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That little pounding is not somebody uh, roofing our house. It's our dog, Lucy, chewing on a bone. <laughs> um, yes, Cork Dork uh, did not come from the Wine Snob book. Oh. I went now and— Now you told us all about the book, and then you said well, it doesn't come from that book. Almost every one has come from the book, but we're running out of terms, so I just decided— We can't be running out of terms. Well, one wouldn't think there's so. Like millions. That's, well, Hundreds there's of terms. tens of tens of words in the book. But I looked at unique wine terms uh, or something to that effect on on the Google and came up with cork dork. A cork dork is the nickname people in restaurants give to the most obsessed, knowledgeable, and dedicated enophiles among them. Okay. I've never heard. I had not. I've now. I've been. been, We haven't been hanging around the cork dorks, I guess. Well, I have been called half of that a lot. Cork? No. (laughs) (laughs) You have to think about it. No, it was a dork, uh, an absolute dork. Some wines that we enjoyed this week. Uh, I'll do the first one. You can do. Well, you can actually do them all. They're all very easy. They are. Go ahead. How do you pronounce that first one? Ryan. Ryan Patrick Naked Chardonnay. There's Oak Ridge Ancient Ancient Vine Zinfandel. Uh, Split Rail, the Horned Beast GSM, was a Grenache Syrah Mavedra. And that one uh, struggled to get out of the gate, then opened up, got better. Mm-hmm. That was a tough one at the beginning. It was. <laughs> Eisenhower. The Road Less Traveled, Cabernet Franc. That was pretty good. Chateau Franc Malay Cuvée Montier Pomerol. Pomerol. Okay. <laughs> when I start reading these words, I just start blending all the. And then you sound like the jerk. Uh, the jerk. A do 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 sweet. A do 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 soir. Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. He's not a real jerk, but he played the jerk. A Bonnie Dune Clos de Gilroy Grenache. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canoe Ridge, the Expedition Malbec, and Portlandia Red Blend. Ooh, I should have said Port- Portlandia. Portlandia, yes. <laughs> it's from the Northwest, and I can't even pronounce Portland. Spokane. 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 <laughs> Spokane. Well, 
We come to the end of this episode, but we wanted to let you know that we have International Sommelier Day coming June 3rd, National Cheese Day June 4th, National Bubbly Day June 5th, World Verdejo Day on the 10th of June, which we're probably going to combine the cheese and the Verdejo into next week's episode. I think that would be good. Uh, National Prosecco Week. Um, basically the entire week of June 11th to the 16th, <laughs> thus the week. National Rosé Day, uh, June 11th, which... It's not Rosé, it's uh, a French word. Rosé. Rosé, yeah. Uh, Isn't there a Rosé month? I think there is. Yeah, again... Uh, later on, later. T- tough to... I think it's in August. We have a Drink Chenin Blanc Day, June 18th. And... Lambrusco. <laughs> I love Lambrusco. It's a really good summer wine. Yeah. Very light and sort of effervescent and we not have, too much alcohol. We should have done that for this episode, too, because, uh, well, this one's called White Wines. Yeah. That and that's a red. But it's served chilled. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, be sure to check out that episode last week with Todd Hornby. That was such a treat, and we had some really, really good wines, too. It was very fun. Yeah. Uh, it just amazes me that musicians can do that. Uh, I play piano, and I don't know if I can just sit down and play mm. what I'm drinking. Um, thank you. That to, could to, be a challenge. <laughs> you know, I do like challenges, but I generally... I bet you can't do it. Oh, great. There you go. <laughs> Thank you to today's sponsors, Elsom Cellars and the Culinary Stone. And remember, with a little a bit of knowledge, wine becomes a lot less overwhelming. Don't forget to visit Coeur Fresh on June 4th. Kathy Colton and the Renegades will be playing down there. Shelly, ring us out. We have news for you. Wine needn't be intimidating or boring either. The wine regions of the world and our own country can offer up these glorious bang-for-the-buck wines and some special occasion premium bottles too. Let the Culinary Stone guide you in your search for that perfect bottle of wine. If you have any questions, visit culinarystone.com or simply call 208-277-4116. Quality grapes, good times, and great wine are meant to be shared. Since 2006, Elsom Cellars has been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards. Our wines offer distinctive flavors born of a singular desire to create the quintessential gesture of hospitality. Owner Jody Elsom is a pioneer in the Seattle urban wine movement, and as a family-owned winery, Jody's kids have made a big impact on how we do things here. They not only have wines named after them, they also help name our wine club, which we now refer to as Corks on the Loose. For more information on Elsom Cellars, please visit elsomcellars.com or simply call 425-298-3082. Thank you for spending part of your day to wind down with Shelly and Phil. Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast by visiting winetimefridays.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us on our Wine Time Fridays Facebook page, Instagram, or on Twitter, which is at Vintage Tweets, for daily conversation. Until next week, here's our toast to you. To health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, peace on earth, and of course, romance. <laughs>